Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here with the Raptors Digest reacting to Toronto Raptors 105-99 win against the Milwaukee Bucks striker. The, the Toronto Raptors came out to Milwaukee, to Wisconsin, and won on the road. They were down by 14 at the beginning of this game, Riker. We can win this series with one more win. We have a game at home, we have a game away if we lose it, but the Toronto Raptors can close this out in Game 6. Well, there's never been people more optimistic than the two of us on the Raptors Digest. We called the series. Some people thought that we were under-emphasizing the impact of the Milwaukee Bucks. Even after the beatdown in the first two games of the series, we still were had an extremely confident attitude, and the last three games have proven why the Raptors, they're electric, and they just continue to exceed expectations. They're, it's incredible to watch, really. It's extremely stressful. I don't know how much more I can take, but it's incredible to watch nonetheless. <laughs> Yeah, this game was just absolutely wild. You know, as I mentioned, the Toronto Raptors looked like they were out of it for most of this game. The Milwaukee Bucks came out and they really didn't want to lose this game. But, you know, there's a couple players that really, you know, t- took off of the Toronto Raptors. And the first one, obviously, we know Kawhi Leonard's a beast and we'll get into him after. But, you know, Fred Van Vliet, he, he, he's been blessed with the Raptors Fred Digest Van Vliet blessing. Senior, ben. Fred Van Vliet Fred Van Vliet Sr., Sr. You know, he just had his second child, so congratulations to Fred VanVleet. A, a young Fred VanVleet Jr. is just born. And he also posted, you know, we made a whole video about how Drake posted one of our pictures. Fred Fred was the first one to really post post that meme, so shout out to Fred. He It had to be the Raptors Digest blessing, Riker. He had 21 points, 7 threes, 7 of 9 from the three-point line. The man was absolutely on fire. A plus 28 for the game. What were your just thoughts and impressions on Fred VanVleet's game? You know, we can look to other sources for why he played so well, but Ben, he had ample time to turn his game around. He had mm-hmm. a so-so season, let's put it that yep. way. And then... Injuries. Yeah, five games plus that. seven, so 12. And then the first two, so 14. He had 14 games before... 14 games to prove himself in the playoffs. And then even in the last two games where he played pretty well, tonight is the first real game that we saw the explosion of Fred Van Vliet. And it comes only one day after the big repost. So, of course, it's not that serious. But it is really cool that uh, Fred Van Vliet played well because him and Kawhi tonight, they were the true reasons that Mm -hmm. the Raptors were out here able to get it done. That and the stellar defense. Ben, they had 16 points in the first four minutes of play. It was 8.07 left on the clock, and it was a 16-2 lead or a 16-4 lead. That pace Mm -hmm. would have been all-star game. It would have been been impossible. And yet somehow, after scoring 16 16 points in the first four minutes, they ended up, what what was the final score? Did they even score 100? 105-99, kept under 100. They didn't even score 100 points, Ben. That Mm -hmm. defense is out of this world. Yeah, so let's keep talking about the individual players. We don't need to switch over. I apologize, but I'm just flabbergasted about no, how good well, this Well, you made a great game. point there. And and it's very familiar to to what happened in game 1 for the for the Bucks Raptors series. You know, the the Bucks came out and absolutely, you know, on fire against the Toronto Raptors. They really wanted to win this game at home just like the Raptors wanted to win game 1 of this series. And then as the game kept going along, you know, the Raptors won every single quarter even though the third quarter was tied, but they kept chipping away, chipping away, chipping away and the fourth quarter was when, and, you know, everything really really mattered and the guy that we fully expect to to take over games you know to be the best player on this team to be the best player in whatever series he's in Kawhi Leonard he did that he had 35 points tonight Riker nine assists seven rebounds you know the the Bucks defense was completely focused in on him and 
he, he just wasn't having any of it. He, you know, he's been struggling kind of from the three-point line since midway through the Sixers series. He went five for eight from the three-point line. Some clutch, dirty dagger threes in the fourth quarter over Brook Lopez and these players. But... Everything we needed out of Kawhi, he gave it to us tonight. You know, he looked... I, was, I know a lot of people were pretty worried cons- worried considering after Game 4. He looked a bit hobbled, a bit tired because of that game, that double overtime game he played. But tonight, he looked fresh, he looked explosive, and everything the Toronto Raptors needed him to do, he did. Yeah, health was not a concern tonight, at least visibly. He definitely mm-hmm. played through it and didn't see any signs... To really be stressed or to be worried about in terms of Kawhi and the knee or whatever the leg yep. general, they've really generalized what it possibly could be. But tonight, you're right, he did everything. He stepped outside of what's traditionally his game and facilitated the ball. He almost had 10 assists, like he's nine assists. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And he scored 15 points in the fourth quarter. And this is a Bucks team that has been absolutely swarming all over. They've had his, his number this entire series, and yet they... You know, the rest of the Raptors, tribute to them, they've been the real reason that the Raptors were able to fight back in Game 4 and really absolutely destroy the Bucks. So they had to give the respect and allow Kawhi Leonard to get those one-on-ones outside the perimeter, and he made them pay because he was doing it from everywhere. Step-back threes over Brook Lopez, driving shots, mm-hmm. being confident. It seemed like a lot of the Raptors' bigs were unsure of whether or not to go up uh, when they had shots underneath, whether it's off the offensive rebound or they get a good post-up. You know, they were still looking to pass out. They didn't want to go and maybe get blocked. Kawhi Leonard was having none of that. He was going up strong every single possession. Yeah, Kawhi, he, he's exactly what you know we, what we could ask for as a Toronto Raptors fans. When he came in here, we were promised a finals MVP, a guy that would step up during the postseason, a guy that would just you know do the things he's doing on the biggest of stages. And, you know, Riker, this is the big, you know, we're, every game that's played now is the biggest game in Toronto Raptors history. We've never been this close to an NBA Finals. We are one game away from NBA Finals. The closest we have ever been was with Bismack Biombo in 2016, where we won two games in that series. I don't know. Kawhi, the fact that we have a superstar that can just step up on the biggest of stages, it's it's awesome to see. But the guy that's been there before for the Toronto Raptors, Kyle Lowry, he also had a great game tonight as well. 17 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. You know, he, he hit some big shots. Uh, 7 for 8 from the th- free throw line again. He's really focused, locked in. And this, the same can be said for Kyle Lowry. We don't need him to be, yeah, you know, getting... 30, 35 points like we need from Kawhi. We just need him to get, you know, be a threat on the offensive end, take his shots confidently, and then, you know, just do the little things. Get people involved. Get those rebounds. Do those gritty, dirty plays. And, you know, Kyle Lowry's been doing that for the Toronto Raptors. In my opinion, he's had the perfect Eastern Conference Finals that we could expect from Kyle Lowry. Yeah, and it's he's certainly proving wrong the Kyle Lowry is a choker, except for maybe game two of this series. He's performed yep. extraordinarily well, and he's been playing under pressure. I said, I, I don't agree that Kyle, uh, that Kyle Lowry should have been an all-star this season, just in terms of the offensive talent that there is in the league and the point guard position. But I was saying mm-hmm. it's a shame that he's not recognized even more for his defensive abilities because, yep. you know, and his assisting and his everything else, of course. But his defense, he's constantly in the 76ers series as well. Every time they want to put Fred Van Vliet out, they need to play him on the smallest man. Kyle Lowry has to step up and guard, whether it's the 76ers series, Tobias Harris or Jimmy Butler. In this series, Chris Middleton or even switch onto the bigs. He had a stop on Giannis, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, at one point in this game. He is playing at... It's his size, his ability to play aggressive, but his defense has been, 
I don't know if it's... I think it's been understated, to say it frankly. I think that he's yeah. able to do so many things out on the court. And even, you know, he started off very sluggish, I think, in the first half in terms of offensive, um, mm-hmm. you know, ability. But he swung it around and... Luckily, Fred Van Vliet was able to step up as well, but you're exactly right. Kyle Lowry has been exactly what we need and more for a second-best player on the team, $33 million guy, five-time All-Star. He has been great. Yep, certainly. And, you know, the guy that we kind of projected to be our second-best player, the guy that's kind of been overtaking him for the second-most important... I think Kyle Lowry's still the second-most important player for the Raptors, but the guy that's been, you know, overshadowed, the guy that we thought should be an all-star this season over Lowry, Pascal Siakam. Now, he he's had an up-and-down playoff series, especially in these past two rounds, ever since he took that calf injury from Joel Embiid. But tonight, you know, he didn't have the greatest efficiency. He didn't have the greatest, you know, wear-withouts. He didn't make all of his open threes, but he hit the shots that needed to be hit. 14 points. He got a lot of clutch rebounds. 13 big rebounds with the Toronto Raptors. Three blocks and one nasty one on George Hill. You know, I, I'm pretty happy with how this is Pascal Siakam's first ever run as a integral part of a you know championship caliber team, and I think he's doing a solid job. Yeah, it, yes, he hasn't lived up to the star potential, you know, being the second best player, but in games where he's even struggling, I think he's doing a good job. But just staying confident, attacking the way he can, you know, the shots aren't really going down, but he still took seven threes tonight, and he made a couple of really big ones in the second half. What are your just thoughts and impressions on Sa- Pascal Siakam's game tonight? I made the comment, hot take, it was very hot, I received a lot of backlash for that one, that he was the most consistent player. And what I meant by consistent was that night in, night out, he's going to give you around the same amount of points. Now, the best yep. player, obviously, Kawhi Leonard, but mm-hmm. since, I guess, halfway Honestly, through... Honestly, ever since you said that. Second series. No, no, I, I, he was definitely still very consistent in the first series as well. But since 76 yeah. years, he's fizzled off because of his inexperience. Um, and a lot of those things, but he has still been impactful, right? Last game, he kind of disappeared, but tonight you're right. And I think all three of his blocks came in the fourth quarter, or at least they were very well-timed blocks. You know, they they stopped important, crucial Momentum changes. Exactly. So even though he's not putting up the points that we would like night in, night out from a second-best player on the team, other guys, thankfully, have stepped up every night. Funny enough, a different guy every night, right? We're not getting consistently the same best player. Some nights it's Kyle, now Norman Powell. He kind of didn't have as big a game as his last two games. Fred Van Vliet, finally. Marc Gasol had a good game. Now he's back to doing nothing. So it's really all around the radar. Um, But what I want to talk about before I guess we get into segments, if we're doing those, uh, two things. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number one, the Raptors, I thought that it was going to be, in the words of the great Charles Barkley, it was going to be a punch in the mouth. I thought the Bucks were going to come out really strong, and the Raptors, right away, they got three turnovers. And I thought, this could be a mm-hmm. challenge, you know? But after yeah. that, after those first three turnovers in the first four minutes of the game, they finished the game with only three extra turnovers for the final, yep. how many minutes is that, 36 plus four eight I don't know, math i'm not gonna do it right now i'm probably way <laughs> over but anyways you get the point they really controlled mm-hmm. um you know just their their slowing down the pace in their brain they didn't play sporadically and i think that that makes a big difference because the bucks in their best are a fast break team right coming off turnovers coming off bad shot attempts so i'll get your opinion on that and then two drake has been a hot topic for his antics i guess on the court in milwaukee is very displeased with him what do you think about one the turnovers and two drake 
Well, the turnovers, when the Milwaukee Bucks are playing at a fast pace, they're an unstoppable team. They're the best team in the NBA when they're playing at a high, rapid pace. Giannis is unstoppable in the open court. Even Bledsoe we saw a couple times tonight. He got cooking when the game was playing really fast. Milton, Brogdon, these guys can hit these you know contested pull-up transition shots. But the Toronto Raptors, you, you mentioned, the start of the game, the Bucks forced some turnovers and they played at their style. But as soon as the Nick Nurse called a, a key timeout at the beginning, the, you know, midway through the first, at the same time you mentioned it, and then from that point forward, the the pace of the game was at the Toronto Raptors, the way the Toronto Raptors wanted to have it. You know, both teams went on runs, but the pace of the game suited the Toronto Raptors better. And, you know, that, that's why the Toronto Raptors, they only had six turnovers this whole game. That's a, that's a very impressive number for such a high stakes. Uh, you know, the, a lot of players have jitters in these types of moments, but, you know, we have a lot of playoff savvy veteran players, and they, they controlled the, the flow of this game. And it was just great to see, you know, the, the Bucks. they haven't really faced much adversity this season. They they've been steamrolling people all throughout the the year. You know they they haven't faced Giannis. They they faced adversity the last couple years, but with Bud with this group of guys, it has they haven't faced a challenge like this. And the the Toronto Raptors they showed that when they faced adversity after two games down, they could bounce back. And then when the Bucks faced adversity, you mentioned it, a lot of the things that they brought up were you know instead of the game happening, a lot of things surrounding Milwaukee was Drake. They're they're bringing up these sorts of weird things. You know the Toronto. Raptors showed that they're the, the more mentally tough team. At least tonight, we'll see if Milwaukee's able to bounce back and get a big win in Toronto. But for now, the the, the court is in the favor of the Toronto Raptors. And, you know, the Bucks they're they're showing like an, like they're an inexperienced team compared to the Toronto Raptors. Now, that that could change and they, the Raptors might collapse. But, uh, yeah, and I think a part of that could be the Drake thing because, you know, we saw Coach Bud. Now, he was asked kind of a weird question, so I won't completely blame him, but that was a huge topic of discussion. And Drake's out here. He's got the antics going. And Maybe in Game 6, he'll be able to take them out of the rhythm even more because, you know, Giannis's ex-agent, he's out there talking about it. I, had, I made a whole video breaking this stuff down, but uh, I, I'm excited to head back to Game 6 and see what the Raptors can do on their home court. Absolutely. Now, surprising enough, the Bucks. two things. This is the first time this entire season that they've lost three in a row. So the Raptors, mm. they're treading into brand new territory here now in competition mm. against the Bucks. So they're doing really good things against the number one team in the entire NBA. And two, funny enough, the Milwaukee Bucks scored or shot 45% from the field to the Raptors, 36%. So they actually mm. outshot them by a good margin. But the Raptors decimated the Bucks tonight in three-point shooting. A lot of that yep. attributed to Kawhi Leonard and Fred Van Vliet shooting at a really high percentage. So um, I yep. think... This can only get better, hopefully. I mean, they could obviously drop the game, but it can only get better at home when the fans are actually cheering the Raptors along. But, Ben, do we do the... Do we even have time? Yeah. Do you want to do the segments? Yeah, let's swing into the segments tonight. The Kawhi Doom like that play of the day. It's got it's got to go to that step back. At least for me, Riker, it's got to go to that step back three Kawhi Leonard had over Brook Lopez. It was, it was a shot that completely swung the momentum for the Toronto Raptors. Fred Van Vliet just hit a bucket. You know, there's so many shots that could be attributed to, to that run, but this is the one that was so difficult. It was such a big baller shot. It was such a shot that, you know, that's only a shot a superstar could make, and just watching it had me baffled. You just you just scream like, this is the greatest player I've ever seen. Obviously, that, that could be a controversial take, but in the moment, you're just... You're just dumbfounded by the star power Kawhi had. And watching that shot, watching all the shots he had in the fourth quarter, he's getting the Kawhi doom like that for me, Riker. That's perfect to me, Ben. 
Yeah, certainly, but not all plays can be the kawaii doom like that play of the day, and some just make you say, oh, jeez. And tonight, the oh, jeez, we, we gave a lot of credit to Pascal Siakam, how he's been performing. Obviously, he hasn't lived up to the, the perfect standards, the high expectations we had, but he certainly hasn't choked. He certainly hasn't completely fallen off the map, but one possession, he had a drive. George Hill was underneath the rim, you know, he did one of his classic spicy piece spin moves, and, you know, he brought it brought it to the rim. He had It seemed like he had one of those usual layups that he always makes over small defenders but instead he did a you know he, he said I'm gonna I'm a kick it out to a three-point shooter did like a 360 in the air didn't see anybody tried to huck it up and ended up just hitting all backboard that was <laughs> that play certainly made me say oh geez was that on George I thought that was on Giannis Antetokounmpo in the fourth I know quarter, George Hill it? was there Giannis made it maybe came behind from help but that was like late fourth quarter right mid I'm not I'm not 100% sure of the time period okay but it was in the fourth I believe so. I was ready to blame the game on Pascal Siakam because I think it was a three-point game. And if he had to just go up strong, yeah. but he instead, mm-hmm. yeah, he got in the air. I believe, I'm almost certain it was against Giannis. And that's why I yeah, think Giannis has been. property in Siakam's brain. If he just played confident, you know, what's mm-hmm. the worst that happens? You get blocked, right? Because yeah. it doesn't matter. You get blocked or, best of case scenario, if you're going up for a dunk, people usually, as my roommate says, they usually step out of the way or you get fouled. Mm-hmm. And that's what Kawhi Leonard was doing, and it worked out for him every time. Siakam just needs to be more confident, man, because that was a wacky play. Yeah, certainly. You know, confidence, Siakam. Whenever the boys are confident, they're playing better. But finally, the one guy that we have to really talk about, Riker, with the infamous, the one and only, Demaya Carroll Gold Star Award, Danny Green, Riker. We're waiting for him to turn a corner. These whole playoffs, you know, he's had some good games against Philadelphia. The Magic, he had a couple good games. But Danny Green, we're looking for that guy that, you know, maybe not necessarily broke finals records for threes. And maybe maybe he's banking on the, the rest of the Raptors bringing us to the finals so he can really, really burst out onto the scene. But, you know, the playoff tested Danny Green. He's really just disappeared this whole series. Nick Nurse only, and despite the fact he's such a great defender, Nurse only played him 16 minutes. He was a minus 17 in the 16 minutes he played, had zero points. It's kind of baffling to see how how wild Danny Green's collapse has been this postseason, especially in this Bucks series. Well, you tell me, Ben. What has to be done? Does he need to be shifted out of the starting lineup? Will he bounce back? I, I'm just as dumbstruck as you because Danny Green is a veteran, and you don't expect mm-hmm. this kind of play from a veteran that's competent, especially been playing yeah. on such a good team in the San Antonio Spurs for the majority of or his entire career. I'm not sure if he got drafted to the Spurs. I believe... Or, he was drafted to. Uh, he ended up getting picked up by the Cavs. Played there one year and then went to the. Yeah, Spurs. so the majority of his career on a fantastic mm. team. So he should be able to step up in this sort of limelight, this sort of situation. So what needs to be done? Well, I don't think you take him out of the starting unit. That's you know, and some a lot of people were calling for Fred to be gone. Honestly, as big of a, Fred, a fan of Fred as I am, even I thought he could be unplayable with the fact that you know he's missing all the shots. But I don't think you completely take him out because I don't think there's a player you replace him with. And Norman Powell's done such a good job of being a spark off the bench. I don't think you really really change that. But you certainly got to give more minutes to Norman Powell if Danny Green is struggling. Give more to those bench or the you know more minutes to Kawhi, more of those wing players. But uh, and Fred VanVleet had 37 minutes tonight. If he keeps playing like this, you got to give him more run. But I'm I'm expecting Danny Green. I can't see him continuing to do this. I know I've been saying this probably for the past five games. But Danny Green, it's, it's not like the Raptors' had, strategy has changed and Danny Green's not getting any open looks, especially at the beginning of this one. He had an open corner three. He had, like, two open corner threes, which, you know, in the regular season, you and I joked about how if Danny Green has a 
a shot in the corner. It's automatic. You know, he doesn't miss those. And then, you know, he had one that was kind of a rhythm shot that Kyle Lowry gave him, and he, and he missed that. They're all kind of in and out. It's it's just weird to see Danny Green miss all these shots, and they're all close. So I think once one or two go in, he'll be fine. You know, he'll get bounced back because he is a veteran. He's a guy that can be played. You know, he's not one of those players that is infinitely imp- impossible to play in the postseason. I know some Spurs fans have come out and there's been a kind of a wave of hate on Danny Green saying that he does this every now and then. But Danny Green's a 45% three-point shooter and I expect him to turn the corner, whether it be, I think especially at home, if he can get a rhythm going in game six, I, I expect him to, 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 to bounce back. Well, you said it'll take one or two. He hit one clutch shot, I think, in the third game three because he Mm -hmm. missed all of his shots until the fourth quarter. And then he said to Nick Nurse, keep me out there. I know I can hit one. And he hit a pretty pivotal three-point shot because it was a very close game, obviously the double overtime game. So hopefully he he can turn it around, but I think he needs two shots to get his confidence back. But other than that, I mean, there's a lot to talk about this game, a lot to break down, but we're bringing it back. As you said, bringing it back to Toronto, and there's a very good opportunity now for the Raptors to move on in six games, as we both predicted before the series started. Yeah, both of Riker. How wild would it be for us both to make a prediction and it and it to come true? You know, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm fully. You know, I, I expected the Raptors to be able to bounce back. Even when we were down 0-2, we thought the Raptors would bounce back and win in six. And you know, they have a chance to do it. They have to be able to close out. I have I fully expect it to happen, but I'm not calling for it. I'm not saying the series is over by any means. But you know, the Toronto Raptors have playoff tested. We have Kawhi Leonard. We have a lot of players that are really out here and. You know, I'm, I'm expecting big things to happen for Game 6. Absolutely, Ben. I think that's uh, it for me if you want to conclude it. For sure. You guys are the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. You know, as we mentioned, Drake posted one of our photos on Instagram, so follow us on there. Follow Riker and I, our personal accounts as well. I've been shouting out everything, Riker. Do you have any last words? Um, I'm getting real sleepy, man, but this is going to be some sweet dreams tonight. <laughs> Certainly. The game, the game burnt us out, but, you know, well, well worth the watch. Absolutely. You might hear the car alarms in the back, so I apologize for that. But other than that, (laughs) cheers. (laughs) 